This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Today, um, I, I, again, I, I talked about the, the what, what what the church means, and so we kind of went back and looked in the Bible, and we, we looked at the the first church and how God used the first church, how we grew the first church, some things that 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 are important to, to have in the church. So we kind of talked about that. So go back, listen to that teaching. I also talked about the purpose of a pastor. I, I think sometimes uh, we get so close to the pastor that that if we're not careful, we, we'll lose the the proper respect that we are supposed to have him or her so we kind of went back and and it's it's even if it's even more uh important so for me because I'm, I'm not a brute i'm not a tyrant uh I, I like to embrace people and love on people and and sometimes sometimes in the midst of that if we're not careful sometimes we'll just say oh that's just pastor love instead of saying no that's that's the man of god that god placed in my life now uh, that's the that's the person that's watching for my soul amen um that's the man of god that's that's praying for me so, so sometimes we, we lose that. And so I did a teaching on what, um, who the pastor is and, uh, and, and the pastor's position in the church. So we, we did that as well. Um, t- today, as we prepare our hearts to, to transition, um, God has given, given me the vision. Um, I, I've been slowly, slowly working the vision now. It, it'll make sense if you're following the teaching. The things I've been saying is going to line up and it's going to paint a beautiful picture, um, of what our vision is as we, as we're moving into the city of Longview. And so h- how many of you, how many of you, how many of you have, have a vision? How many of you have a vision for your own life, a vision for your family, some things that you want to do in your life? Amen. So for those of you who have your hand up, this message is not only going to be important for us as a church, but this message is also going to be important for you as an individual, as you move forward. If you've opening up a business, if, if you just have a business idea or just something, even, even just a vision for your own self, a vision for your own personal life, your vision for your health, a vision for your family or, or whatever your vision is. Um, this is going to be a, a message that's apropos for, for each of you today. I want to talk to you about the enemies of vision and change. The enemies of vision and change. The enemies of vision and change. Because because when you have a vision, what you are saying in, in essence is that there are some things in my life that has to change. Everybody say change. Now, 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 the only thing consistent in this world is change. Things change all the time. And so I want to talk to you about the enemies of vision and change. Everybody say change. Glory to God. Um, so we're going to talk about that. I'm, I'm going to give you four enemies and I'll, 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 I'll give them to you. Then I'll, I will talk about them afterwards. The first enemy is tradition. The second enemy is this speaker going off in my ear. I'm just kidding. First enemy is tradition. The second enemy is fear. The third enemy is comfort. And the fourth enemy is our emotions. 
I'll explain those to you in just a few moments. But as as you move forward, as you matriculate closer and closer to the vision that God has given to you, as we move as a church, as we move forward, there are some things that are going to try to hinder us from moving forward. Some things that are going to try to hinder you from moving forward in your life. Now, um, if we are aware of what these enemies are, if we are aware of them, if we see them when they rise up, then we know how to deal with them. It, it is difficult fighting an enemy that you don't know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I heard I heard a man tell me one time, he said, he said, I'd rather know who hates me. I'd rather you tell me that you hate me than to hate me and smile in my face. In, in other words, if, if, if you don't like me, just at least at least tell me that you, so we can go ahead and have that all squared away. Uh, don't smile at my face and then hate me behind my back. Amen. Glory to God. So so what we're going to do is we're going to reveal some of the enemies. Now, in the book of Joshua, I like Joshua's. I like the story. You know, I, I've been going back and reading the story of Israel and reading them as they're making their transition. And it's been, it's been just a smooth story. Just a, it's just such an amazing story. How Moses did a great job getting the children of Israel out of Egypt and leading them into the wilderness did a great job got there and just they kind of they kind of got tore up and they got turned around a bunch of weird things were happening and sin was in the camp they started sinning they started wanting to turn around and what happened was they were not aware of the enemies of the vision and because they were not aware of the enemies when the enemies showed up they didn't know instead of fighting the enemy they embraced the enemy they embraced it and wind up spending 40 years in the wilderness, never making it into the land of promise. So after the first generation dies off, then God raises up Joshua. Joshua is on the scene now. Joshua is grieving because Moses is dead. And so uh, Joshua is at a point now where this is the cool part. This, if, if you never read it, you got to read it. You got you to read the book of Joshua. You have to read it because because now what's about to happen is this new generation of Israelites, this new generation of young people who were born in the wilderness. Now they are about to enter the land of promise. They're about to take the first step into the promised land. And it's an amazing story. And, and I can imagine, I can imagine how they felt. They must have felt a lot like we feel right now about to make this transition, about to make this step. Glory to God. And so, so we want to talk about some of the enemies. Look at Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Verse 1 says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, you guys have heard me read this. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land I am giving to you. Now, watch this. At first glance, at first glance, this seems, it seems like, you know, it seems like just a regular text. God is telling them. But here is the problem. The problem is, is that Joshua was taking too long. Joshua was taking too long. So long that God had to tap him on the shoulder and say, listen, Moses is dead. Move on. It's time to move on. So let, let's look at tradition. Tradition is one of the first enemies of vision and change. Tradition is the beliefs, practices, customs that are passed down from generation to generation. Tradition is a way of thinking. It is a way of thinking. So traditionally, as they were mourning, they would just mourn until they felt better. Now they were given a certain time to mourn, but many people would mourn longer than, than, the, than the allotted time. They mourn longer than the time that was given to them. And, and I believe that this is what the case was in Joshua's instance, where Joshua was mourning, the people were mourning because they had just lost this amazing leader. They lost him. And then God says, listen, okay, I know traditionally you, when you, when you're sad, you get somewhere and sit down. Or when you're grieving, you stop and you stop working. But, but, but God comes and says, listen, 
Moses is dead. Now it's time for you to move on. Sometimes tradition, sometimes tradition holds us to a way of thinking, a way of believing, a way of doing a particular thing by a particular group of people. Now watch this. Now watch this. I know what you're thinking. Most of you guys in this room, um, most of you guys in this room, uh, you, you, you're thinking that the old people, the people that are in front of us, they're the, you know, the 70 year olds, 60 year olds, you, you're thinking that they're the ones that are traditional. But the teenagers are looking at us, thinking that we're traditional, that we have some traditions. In order to move forward, we have to break the spirit of tradition. Doing the same thing, the same way, hoping to get a different result. That's a part of that, that's a part of that, that traditional mindset. God is going to change the way we've thought about some things. God's going to change the way we've done some things traditionally. Traditionally, traditionally, we, we, even, even with communion, communion has changed. We, we, you know what? Today, I told him, I don't want, I don't want to wear a black suit today. Today, we're going to do something different. We're going to wear some grays and some yellows. So don't be surprised when you come in here and we're doing things a little bit different. You know why? Because, because we, we need to be, we need to hear from God and we need to see what God is saying so we can do the thing that God wants us to do. Glory to God. Many times tradition causes you to reverence the way you've done it all the time versus seeking God on a new way to do it. And many of us get caught in tradition. I have to be careful because sometimes if I'm not careful, I'll get caught up in tradition. I, I, if, if this is if this is working, if it's working this way, why should why should I change what's been working? Watch this. Why should I give with an app when I've, I'm used to giving with the check? I'm used to bringing my money, cashing my check, bringing my money, putting my money off. Why should why should I change? Why should I change that? Well, for for many people, it becomes more it's more convenient. It's more convenient. So, so we've we've got to we've got to check. Did, did you know that I, I went to Walmart one time and and I wrote a check and uh, I called myself being cute, write my little check, have my little checkbook, <laughs> wrote my little check. I handed that woman my check uh, and I and I closed my checkbook up and put it in my wallet. She scanned that check, stapled some on it, handed that check right back to me. I said, "You giving me my check back?" I said, "You're not gonna keep it." She said, no, sir, we don't keep those anymore. <laughs> Glory to God. Messed up my tradition. <laughs> Messed my whole tradition. I, you know, it was traditional. We give you a check, you keep it. You don't get a check back to a brother. It messed me up. But, but guess what? But guess what? Systems are changing. Systems. Do you know, did you know that you can pay your bills online now? No, 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 don't stop there. Did you know that you can have your bills automatically taken out every month? Some of y'all better be careful with that. Some of y'all better watch that. You might get a little, cut a little bit too close. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Tradition causes stubbornness. Tradition causes us to become stubborn. That's where we've always done it. That's where we're going to. We're going to always do it. Hallelujah. We become stubborn. And we, we don't want to change the furniture. We don't want to keep the broom in a different place. Let me do that alone. But tradition is an enemy of vision. Because we've done it this way all the time. We don't want to change it. This way works for us. 
We're going to do it. And listen, as we move forward, you guys are going to see a lot of different changes. You're going to see some change in our worship. Some change in the way we sing, some changes. There's going to be a lot of changes that you guys are going to see. And we have to learn to embrace change. Glory to God. We have to learn to embrace. Look at his name and say, embrace change. Embrace change. Embrace change. Yeah, embrace change. Embrace change. Tradition. Tradition becomes a fear, becomes an enemy of vision and change. Look at, look at, look at what he said in verse number three. He said, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. I've already, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Will and have. Glory to God. Every place that your soul, if it will tread, I have already given it to you. Skip over to verse number five. Now watch this. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. The second enemy is fear. The second enemy of moving forward is fear. Sometimes people don't start the business because of fear. You don't write the book because of fear. You don't go back to school because of fear. There's a, there's a lot of things that fear causes in your life. You don't want to change jobs because of fear. You know you're overworking, underpaid, and you know what? You just hang in there because you say a piece of job is better than having no job at all. And you become afraid, and you and you become afraid to move forward. Now watch this. How does that? How does that translate into church on purpose? Moving into a new building, moving into a, even even a new part of the city, moving in even 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 being around a different demographic. How does that? How does that translate for us? For for many of us, it's a fear of losing our position. It's a fear of losing our position. You know, I used to be this at that church, and I used to do this at that church. And for many of us, it, it, it can it can manifest in a fear of losing our position. For for some of us, it, it's a fear of losing our favorite seat. <laughs> you can't wait till the chairs get in. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you meant to sit, because the configuration may cause you to have to sit somewhere that maybe don't look like where you're sitting at right now. And that, 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 that could, that could, that, that could, that could cause some fear. Uh, a fear of failure. A fear of failure. Watch this. Because, because if you're not, if we're not careful, Satan will try to put it in your heart. They're not going to make it. It's not going to last. Watch what I tell you. And so, so that, that spirit of fear will start to, will start to bubble up. Watch this. There are some people, there are some people who are waiting on us to get established before they show up. Because they're trying to see what this is going to be. They're trying to see what this thing is going to do. There's some people that are in, they're, they're in the wings right now. Now you're going to see them. When the building is all finished. And we got the signs all up on the outside. And we on Facebook clowning. Oh, they're going to show you. Watch what I tell you. They're going to show up and when they, you're going to see because they're going to come in and say, oh Lord, this is so beautiful. Y'all did such a good job. We're going to say, sit in the back. We don't want you up. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't do that. 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 Hallelujah. 
But, but, but listen, wherever God guides, he provides. This is a God thing. This is not a pastor love thing. This is not a your, your my thing. This is a God thing. Glory to God. And listen, God never builds anything to fail. He never builds anything to fail. Glory to God. But, but if we're not careful, if we're not careful, if you're not careful, you, you'll get that fear. Many of, many of you, many of you won't launch out and do the thing that God places in your heart because you, you're afraid you're going to fail. You're afraid it's not going to work. Many people don't want to get married because they're just, they're just afraid it's going to fail. They say, you know, I'm scared I don't do that because, because that, that fear of failure starts to manifest. And if we're, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you, you'll start to pull back. See, now it's not time to pull back. Now is the time. Listen, I need all hands on deck. Right now is the time. Listen, if you're a part of this ministry, if you're a member of this ministry, you need to be saying, Pastor, what can we do? Pastor, we're ready to move this thing forward. We're ready to take this thing to the next level. It's not a time to be just sitting back saying, well, I'm just going to wait and see what they're going to do. No, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We've got four weeks, ladies and gentlemen. we got four weeks. And we're transitioning. I turn working on my shout. I told him to reinforce that stage, y'all. Glory to God. Because one day we're going to be there. We're going to be able to control the sound, control the music, and control all the things that, that we need to control. And it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be just, it's going to be phenomenal when we get there. Now, not just, not just for the praise sake, but for the people that we're going to be able to touch sake, the lives that we're going to be able to impact. Because we're, we're God, God is putting us right in a prime location to, that there's a, there's a whole city around us. I heard a, I heard a songwriter say it something like this. He says, he says, when God, when God looks at a church, he don't see, um, a city with a church in it. He sees a church with a city around it. And so God is planning us there to make a difference in the lives of people who are about to die and go to hell. And we got to look at it like that. And we have to be intentional about that and knowing that that's why we're, that's why God is planning us there. Now watch this. Now watch this. I shared this with, with the finance team, uh, the other night. Um, we, we, we were in Kilgore, did a great work there. Um, we helped a lot of people and, uh, and people, people knew who we were. They knew, they knew definitively that that's who they were. These people are on the move. They're working. Now watch this. Watch this. Now there's been a slight transition. So it leaves a vacuum there. What happens now is now God wants to raise up a church there. To do what we were doing while we were there. And so what's going to happen is people are going to start to miss us. And miss what was happening there. And so other churches are going to say, wait a minute, we want that back. And so now, because we're out of the way, now God can raise up some other churches to do the thing that we were doing while we were there. And here's what he does. Here's what he does. God then strategically moves us to another city so we can establish that same model somewhere else. So now we, because, because in, in order for us to be a model ministry, that means that God has to plan us in strategic location so we can set an example for other people to see that, wait a minute, churches can step outside the walls and do ministry. And that's what God is calling us to. That's what he's calling us to. He's calling us to help people. There are people who are hurting. There are people who are destitute. There are people whose, whose roofs are leaking. They don't know what to do about it. There are people who are walking in houses and the only thing that's keeping them from falling on the, falling to the ground is because they got, they got the carpet tacked in the corners. There are people who are living like that. Glory to God. And God designed the church to be able to go in and help. 
when many people, many of you guys, you know, some of you, you know, God has blessed us that we, we've been able to go and to help you. And many of you are connected to this ministry because of our outreach, because of the things that we've done. <laughs> Glory to God. And God's going to continue to do that thing. And I, I, I can't wait. I'm telling you that that first person, I can't wait for that first person that says, I've never been to church before a day in my life until I came to this church. I can't wait to hear it. And they, I, so they're going to say, this church changed my life. They're going to say, they're going to say, this church changed my life. I'm going, we're going to hear that. That's been part of our testimony. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, uh, we, we will fear the new operating system. Things are changing. The way we're operating, the 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 the, the, the way we're the way we're paying. You know what? We're, we've been, we've been transitioning from from handing out checks on Sunday mornings. We're transitioning from that. Transitioning from that. We're wasting too much paper. And and now we're going now we're going to more of a direct deposit system. Now the world's been doing it forever. The church has just been behind. We're moving from those systems. We're moving from from having to having to call somebody to get your report every year to now when you can have your report whenever you want it. Glory to God! It's yours. You ought to be able to go online and get it whenever you want it. So that 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 system, that system is changing. Systems are changing. Things we we've. In other words, let me say this. Let me say this. Ain't, this is not new. We're just we're just finally kind of catching up with what has already been. We're finally catching up with some things, and it's a beautiful thing that that we're able to do that, and we're able to move. But if you're not careful, you you you'll fear that. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here is a fear that that Satan will try to raise up in your heart if you're not careful. There will be a fear of trusting your pastor. Satan will raise up a fear of trusting your pastor. Now watch this. Now watch this. You've seen the hand of God be good on my life for the past nine years. And what happens now is now that we're leading in a new area, I'm, 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 I'm still the same leader. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm a better leader today than I was seven years ago. A better teacher now. I have more experience now. I've been through some things, been through some struggles and came out of some things, overcome some things in my life. I'm a better leader now. So watch this. I'm more trustworthy now than I was five years ago. But if you're not careful, the enemy say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what love talking about. Hallelujah. If you're not careful, that fear will rise up in your heart. As you, and, and so, and so when that happens, some people, some people when that fear rises up, you start looking back. You start, you start looking back. Say, wait a minute. And, and what happens is, you wind up getting out of the will of God. And now fear to take you out of the will of God. Listen, the, the, the world views change as progress. The church views change as instability. That there's a, there's an old, um, for those of you who know, that know a little bit about Longview, that there was a, uh, a, um, um, well, a Sonic on High Street that's been closed down for a long time. True story. I passed by Sonic. I was on my way to the church. I passed by Sonic and there was some men there and, and they was up on some ladders and, and, uh, and the building was still there and, and they was taking some things down. I went to the church for several hours and I left the church and I came back down high street. When I got back, that entire building was gone. I'm talking, I'm not, listen, all the stone was gone. 
The brick and mortar, everything was gone. Those people were not playing in the game. You know why? When when you walk into a hospital and and they're doing some remodeling, that they're they're changing some things. You know that they'll have some plastic drapes and 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 the sign that's on the plastic drapes will say, "Pardon our progress." In other words, in other words, when you see dirt, you need to know that we're in progress. That some things are happening. You know that some things are changing. As a matter of fact, those of you who've ever had your house remodeled, ever had a bathroom remodeled, you know that when you walk in, things are not the same. You know when you walk in, there's going to be dust everywhere. You know there's going to be some dirt on the floor. You you know that you've got to, you're constantly wiping the countertop. You're constantly wiping things off because there's dust everywhere. But you know what? You are not tripping because you're looking at the end result. So listen, so if you go look at the church right now, there's going to be dust on the floors. You look at the church right now, there's going to be sheetrock that we're waiting to put up in some places. There's going to be a lot of things that need to be changing. But, but, I, but I got good news. Tell somebody said we're making progress. We're making progress. We, we, we're, making, we're making progress. As we move forward, we we're, making, we're making some progress. Change is progress. Change is progress. The third enemy of vision and change is comfort. Comfort is freedom from pain or constraint. We don't want to be in pain. One of the worst things you can do in the kingdom of God is to get too comfortable. Worst things you can do is get too comfortable. When we become too comfortable, we stay too long and put up with too much. One of the worst things we can do is get comfortable. Now is not a time to get comfortable. Now is a time to say, God, listen, God, listen, whatever you're doing in this season, y'all know the song. Don't do it without me. That's where I am right now in my life. God, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. Now is not a time to get comfortable. Now is not a time to relax. Now is a time to put on the whole armor of God. Now is a time to look and to see what's about to happen. It's not a time to become comfortable. God was telling uh, uh, Joshua, he was telling him, son, it's not a time to be comfortable. You need to be strong. Be vigilant. I need you to be strong and have courage. Verse number six, be strong and have a good courage for this people. You shall divide as an inheritance land, which I swore to you, to their fathers, to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. In other words, don't, don't, it's not a time to get comfortable. You still got some fighting to do. Have you ever wondered, ever wondered why God gave them the promised land, but then made them fight for it? Huh. Gave the promised land. It's yours. If you want it, you got to fight for it. Glory to God. Now, that seems like a very terrible father that would tell you, son, if you want it, it's yours, but you got to fight for it. That's a terrible father only if the fight wasn't fixed. It's a good father when he has the fight already fixed. When he already knows that the moment you stand up and the moment you take a swing, that everything that you swing at going to get knocked down. Glory to God. 
See, that's why you can't let fear stop you from moving forward. If God said it, baby, you got to do it. How do I know? Because the fight is fixed. This is a sweatless victory for God. God wants you to move forward. But we've come too comfortable. We don't want to fight. <laughs> we don't want to go through anything. We don't want to put up with anything. So you know what we do? We sit down in our comfort zone. We get in our comfort zone. And people die in the comfort zone all the time. Glory to God. Listen, I, 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 I heard, I read a quote and I posted. And the, the quote says something like this. It says, it says, there is no growth in the comfort zone. And there is no comfort in the growth zone. If you're comfortable, that means you're not growing. I, I, I I read the text message this morning. Young lady said, she said, I tithe for the first time. I gave a, I gave a real tenth this time. Hallelujah. Not that stuff you've been putting on the, putting on the, on that envelope. It's not really a tithe. You, you say it's a tithe, but it's not really a tithe. She said, I gave a for real this time, this time. Here's what she said. She said, Pastor, I gotta be honest, it stung. It hurt me to give that much money. Hallelujah. But she said, when I gave it, it set me free. So you know, you know what she said? She said, Pastor, when I gave it, I grew a little bit. Glory to God. When I gave it, I went to another level. When, when I, when I, when I stepped out on faith, I could feel my spirit man get a little bit stronger. That's what she was saying. So here's the question for you. Here's the question for you. Are you growing or are you comfortable? We, the, the reality is, is we have too many people in the church that have just gotten kind of comfortable. You, you just show up and enjoy the praise and worship. You enjoy the praise. If I couldn't say a word. You enjoy the praise and worship. You come, you, you know, you, you get a good word and you hear it and then, and then you go home the exact same way you did when you came. Here's how you grow. Here's how you grow. And I'm going to give y'all this for free. Here's how you grow. Here's how you grow. Here's how you grow. Listen, when, when you're on your way home, talk about what the pastor preached about. Woo! When, when you, when you get home with your kids, you, you sit at the dinner table. Talk about, talk about what you heard in the service. Go back and listen to the podcast so you can get it in your spirit. And what happens is the more you do that, well, what happens inevitably, you, you'll, 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 you'll start, you'll start to grow all by yourself. You'll start to grow and you, and you'll start to get out of that comfort zone. Last, uh, the last, the last enemy of vision and change is our emotions. Any of our feelings, joy, sorrow, fear, hate, love, etc. Talk about tradition. Talk about fear. Talk about comfort. The last enemy is our emotions. Our emotions. Our emotions cause us not to move forward with the vision. Not to move forward with the change. I'm going to give you a couple of of emotions that, that hinder us from moving forward. The first one is resentment. We can't move forward resenting what happened in the past and resenting what happened yesterday or years ago or whatever. You, you can't move forward with the spirit of resentment. Spirit of resentment, that's an enemy of vision and change. You can't change with resentment. Hallelujah. That means you got to let stuff go. Put it behind you. Forgetting those things which are behind. And God said, we're pressing forward to that which is ahead. Second emotion is you, it, it, it's, it's you, you don't feel valued. Used to get pats on the back and used to get certain accolades and 
People used to say certain things about you and to you, but now you're at a point where people are not saying the same thing. You're not doing the same thing anymore. People don't call on you to, to do the same work that you did at your previous church. And so now you start to feel less valued, start to feel un- undervalued. If you're not careful, that can drive you away from the very plan and purpose that God has on your life. Because he says your gift is going to make room for you. You just got to stay in the room. Hallelujah. Disconnected. Disconnected. Feel like you don't have a place. That can happen as the vision progresses. As we move forward. You'll see other people working, other people doing things. And sometimes you'll say, well, well, there's nothing for me to do here. Many people have come to church and felt like that. There's nothing for me to do here. And and if you've ever felt like that, here's what you do. You pray that God opens up a door. Pray that God makes room for you. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, do the thing nobody else wants to do. And God lets you do the thing that you've really been wanting to do all the time. Start picking up paper. Serve in the parking lot. Glory to God. God says if you're faithful in the little stuff, you'll be faithful in the big stuff. If you can't be faithful in the, in the small things, then, then, then why, well, why, well, why are you looking for, why are you looking for a chief job? Man came to me one time and, uh, he came to me straight out. He said, he said, he said, Pastor, I want to, I want to be on your, 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 your pastoral staff. I want to be part of your pastoral team. I think I can help you. I want to be part of that team. You know what I said? I said, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, here's something for you to do. I need some help in the parking lot. Need, need you to start, start helping, helping, helping in the parking lot. And I told him that. He stopped asking me. <laughs> True story. I, I, I don't need to know if you, if, if you, if you, if you're able to work around me. I didn't know if you're able to work when I'm not there. When I'm not present when you work. Will you do, will you see something that just needs to be done and will you do that without anybody patting you on the back? And so what happens is, what happens is you start to feel disconnected. Feel like you don't have a place. And lastly, and there's many other, but last one is self-doubt. You start to doubt yourself. Because maybe you didn't get connected as fast as you wanted to. You came in, you was excited. You joined the church. It was amazing. Everybody clapped for you that first day. And then the next thing you know, you, 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 you're fighting to find place. You're fighting to find place. And I want you to know, listen, if you're a member of this church, you're a member of this church. Hallelujah. That trash on the floor belongs to you. The bathrooms belong to you. Come on. Don't look in there and say, ugh. No. Amen. Thank you. Sister, no, thank you. You know, you know, it, it, when, so when you're walking around and things, things are messed up, that stuff, that belongs to us. That means we all have to work. We all have to work. Amen. Glory to God. Now, 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 I'm going to end with this. This is my close. I'm ending with this. Um, in transition, you go through a debt stage. You go through kind of a debt stage. Right, right now, we're kind of, we're kind of in, we're kind of in that debt stage where, you know, things are happening. Many, many of you are not aware. You don't see all the things that are happening, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are happening that you can't see. A lot of things are happening. And that's kind of the debt stage. And, and God has to take us through the debt stage so we can get to the dive in stage. They're going to come a time when everybody's going to be able to dive in and there's going to be something that everybody will be able to contribute to the work that God is doing. Here's what I want you to do during the debt stage. What do we do how do we get through this how do we overcome those enemies what do we do number one i'm gonna give you three points and then we're done three things i want you to do when you're in the death stage till we make it to dive in stage number one hold on to your relationship with god hold on to your relationship with god as we move forward there's going to be a lot of things happening 
A lot of things going on. Many of you, um, because of what God wants to do in your life, you're going to come under spiritual attack, but you hold on to your relationship with God. No matter what you go through, no matter what it seems like, no matter what attack or onslaught of the enemy tries to bring in your life, you hold on to that relationship with God. You pray every day. You read your Bible every day. When you wake up in the morning, spend that, spend some time with God. You hold on to that relationship with God, especially now when the transition, especially now when the transition, hold on to that relationship with God. I was in an airport one time. It was a very busy airport. And I was watching this little girl. This little girl, she had her mama fingers so hard that that finger was about to turn blue. She was squeezing her mama fingers. You seen all them people? And boy, she was holding on to her mama finger. You know why? Because they were in transition. And she realized that in order for me not to get lost in transition, I got to hang on to my mama. Glory to God. And so so as we transition, even from here to where we're going, we don't want to get lost in transition. So what do we do? We hold on to that relationship with God. That's going to be important. That's vitally important for you. You need to hear your pastor say that. Right now it's so important that you hold on to that relationship with God. And don't you let go. Because we're in transition right now. We're in transition. And when we transition, things are not going to look the way they look now. Now we're, we're going to we're going to do our, we're going to do a great job. It's going to be a beautiful place. But you have to know we're transitioning to someplace totally different. Things are going to change. Things are going to look a lot different. Hallelujah! Thank God for Grace City. But when we get over there, we're not going to be in Grace City anymore. We're going to be in church on purpose. And you got to know that things are going to be different. But hold on to God. Number two, this is important. Relate to the change and relate to people biblically. Relate to the change and relate to people biblically. You're going to see people in a different element. People in different places, stages of their lives. Some of you are going to get to know people that you didn't get to know before. You're going to see people's weaknesses and flaws. and There's a lot of things you're going to see, but we have to relate to people biblically until we get settled. Then there's going to be a time that we're going to get settled. You, you, you may have a seat picked out in your brain and you come out there to come back the next Sunday. Somebody's sitting in your seat. Deal with people biblically. That needs to be said. Hallelujah. Deal with people. Relate to the change and relate to people biblically. Love everybody. Love people. There are going to be people that show up at our church that, that don't dress the way we dress. Don't look the way we look. Glory to God. Because that, that's the ministry that God has, has carved us out for. God has called us out to reach people who've been cynical about church. People who don't go to church. That's who God called us to reach. And so when they come in, don't trip when they come in. Don't trip when they come in and they don't, they don't look like us and they didn't dress like us and maybe, maybe they're unshaven. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, maybe they, they, they're not able to, to get a good bath every day like most of us. And so, so when they come in, we love on them as well. Relate to people biblically. Ephesians 4 2 says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, suffer long. And it says, bearing with one another. In love, bear with one another. God wants to, as we make the transition, it's going to be important that we take our love to the next level. Because it's going to be easy for people to get offended and, and, and for, for uh, 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 feelings to get hurt. It's going to be easy because there's going to be a lot of moving parts, a lot of things happening. So we have to learn, we have to learn just to hug, give everybody a big old hug. Just hug everybody. Somebody may be having a bad day. You just, you just love them right where they are. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeve, not in transition. Because Satan tries to come in and cause weird things to happen. I'm, I'm just making you aware of it. And lastly, y'all, when the Holy Ghost dropped this in my spirit, I said, God, I got to tell him this. Hold on to your relationship with God. Relate to change and relate to people biblically. And number three, always remember that we're building something. Remember 
that we are building something. If you keep that in your mind, keep that in the forefront. This is not just we're doing this because we can't do that. We had to do something. No, this is a God thing. It's a God thing. I believe that was a time. I believe this, and I, and I have to take this because I'm the leader. I think that that was a that was a time I got to. I, be, I became too comfortable. I, I became too comfortable, and I settled for some things that I didn't. I shouldn't have settled for. And God had tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Son, it's time to go do the next thing that I want for you to do." But as you go next week, and the week after, and the week after that.